This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. Reb Nissen was a wealthy Jew who lived near the town of Pressburg. And everybody knows that there was a famous yeshiva in Pressburg, the Pressburg Yeshiva, that was founded by the world-renowned rabbi and scholar, the Chassam Sofer. And even though Reb Nissen and his wife had been married for many years, it took them a long time until their first child was born. And when their son was born, in 5583, 1823, no one was surprised that the Chassam Sofer was invited to do the bris milah, to do their circumcision. But every time the Hassam Sofer would check, he said he was worried about the baby's health and kept postponing the bris until finally the baby was healthy enough and the bris would take place on Purim. It was clear at the bris that the Hassam Sofer had a special light about him. And it wasn't just that today was Purim or that it was the student that finally gave birth to a son. No one was exactly sure what was going on, but something special was happening here. And after the Chassam Sofer completed the bris milah, he dipped his finger in the wine and placed it in the baby's mouth, which is the custom. But then he raised his voice very loudly and he said the Talmudic expression, that when wine goes in, the secrets come out. And this little baby boy was given a name appropriate for a poor bris, Baruch. Mordechai, which comes from one of the lines in the Megillah, that Mordechai be blessed. And as the child grew up, it was clear that he was a real mensch, that he davened sincerely, and that he could sit all day and learn Torah. But for some reason, he wasn't able to remember any of the Torah that he learned. And at his bar mitzvah, he entered the Pressburg Yeshiva, and even though he had been sitting there, learning all day long, learning from books and learning from the rabbis, Whenever he was asked to explain or repeat anything, he was completely silent. He couldn't remember anything. Some of his classmates decided to make fun of him. One time they took a Gemara that he was learning from and switched it with an entirely different Gemara, leaving it on the same page that he had been on before, but of course a different subject. And Baruch Mordechai sat down and continued learning as if nothing had happened at all. When he turned 18, the Chassab Sofer, who would replace his father, the Chassam Sofer, as the head of the yeshiva, advised the parents of Baruch Mordechai to send their son to the Holy Land, the land of Israel. It's said that the heir of the Holy Land makes one wise, and maybe then he'll be able to retain some of his Torah learning. And so after speaking with their son, Baruch Mordechai, they decided to send him to the Holy Land. And not just the Holy Land, but the holy city of Jerusalem, Yerushalayim. Baruch Mordechai arrived in Yerushalayim and he had a letter of recommendation from the Pressburg Yeshiva saying that he davens with great devotion and that he really sincerely wants to learn Torah and that he's a truly pious Jew. One of the rabbis in the Jerusalem community at the time, Rabbi Yeshaya Bardaki, he took a liking to Baruch Mordechai and adopted him like his own son. He took care of a place for him to live, took care of making sure that he had food and clothes and everything he needed. And Rabbi Yeshai was very impressed with Baruch Mordechai's menschlichkeit and his davening 
and he couldn't understand how somebody who had spent his entire life learning Torah couldn't remember anything. A couple of years later, when Baruch Mordechai reached the age of 20, Rabbi Yeshaya found a Makala, a simple girl from a good family in Jerusalem, that wouldn't mind that her husband was an ignoramus. In the meantime, Baruch Mordechai sat and learned, but after a few years, he started to work as a water carrier, and he was so honest, he became very popular very quickly. Every Rosh Chodesh, he would bring the water to his regular customers for free, because he was worried that maybe during the previous month, a little bit of water had fallen out through the cracks in the buckets, and he had charged them for a full bucket. For more than 40 years, Baruch Mordechai worked as a water carrier in the old city of Jerusalem. And the whole time, he did it with true joy, besimcha, dancing, singing, and whistling as he would carry the water. He said to himself, who in all of Jewish history gets the great schut to carry water in the holy city of Jerusalem for the Jews and the Torah scholars living within these holy walls? And I get that schut? There was one rabbi, one great scholar, Rabbi Yehuda Leib Diskin, that refused to take any water from Baruch Mordechai. When people asked him, he said, I won't allow myself to take water from the likes of somebody like Baruch Mordechai. People didn't understand it, but they accepted it. On Purim Day in 5653, it was 1893. During the Suda, the meal of the day of Purim, most of the Hasidim and the great rabbis of the old city were crowded together like they did every year in the home of Rabbi Schneer Zalman Fradkin of Lublin, who was the author of Torah's Chesed. And it was more joyous than normal, even for a Purim celebration. Everybody was singing and dancing. And there was lots of wine in Divrei Torah. And all of a sudden, Baruch Mordechai shouts out and he says, Rebbe, today is 70 years since my bris milah. And everybody smiled. You know, the simple water carrier, he had something to say. Very nice. It must have been the wine that he was drinking on Purim. But Reb Schneer Zalman took it very seriously. He said, if that's the case, Baruch Mordechai, then you deserve an extra large lachaim. And immediately, a huge goblet with a special strong wine was poured and passed to Baruch Mordechai, who drank it down quickly. And right away, people could see that the wine was affecting Baruch Mordechai. He started swinging his arms in the air and dancing up and down and jumping, singing. And you got to remember that Baruch Mordechai at that point was 70 years old. And 70 years old in 1893 wasn't like 70 years old today. He was an old man. Everybody seeing him dancing and singing like this was very impressive. But Reb Shner Zalman, he looks at Baruch Mordechai and he says, shouting over the crowd, Baruch Mordechai, it would be nice if you stop fooling around and give us a few strong words of Torah. Don't we deserve it already? All of a sudden, the crowd quieted down and everybody turned their gaze to look at Baruch Mordechai as he climbed up on a table and started to speak. Everybody had a look on their face like, ah, poor ignoramus. He never retained any Torah that he learned anyhow. But when they heard the words of Torah, Coming out of Baruch Mordechai's mouth, they were shocked. He was quoting from sources all over the place. He had memorized the entire tractate Megillah, all the Midrashim, Halachot, and he was going on and on and on. And if the wine hadn't made him pass out, 
It seemed like he would have gone on forever. Even before Purim was over, the news of the hidden tzaddik, Baruch Mordechai, started spreading around. The community didn't know what to do. How had they let such a great scholar carry water for 40 years? And not only that, nobody had learned from Baruch Mordechai. He wasn't given the opportunity to teach. Everyone had made fun of him. Everyone, that is, except for Rabbi Yehuda Leib Diskin, who obviously knew better. And there were a few elders in the community who remembered the words of the Hassam Sofer from 70 years before. And now people were saying, now we understand what the Hassam Sofer was saying. When the Hassam Sofer said at the bris of Baruch Mordechai, Nichnas Yayin, Yotze Sod, when wine enters, the secrets come out. Yayin, spelled Yud Yud Nun, has a gematria, or a numerical value, of 70. And so does Samech Vav Daled, which is the word for secret. So the blessing that the Hassam Sofer gave, the little baby, Baruch Mordechai Bris, was that he would be able to retain all of the Torah that he learned his whole life, but not be made proud by his Torah learning and be able to avoid honor, kavod, so that his Torah learning could be sincere and truly for the sake of heaven. It was the greatest bracha that he could have been given, even though he had suffered embarrassment and people had made fun of him most of his life. He merited to serve Hashem as a simple Jew, even though he was such a great Torah scholar. And of course, from that point on, in the community in Jerusalem, Baruch Mordechai was asked to teach a daily lesson, and he did, but only after he finished his rounds carrying the water. Nine, 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 nine.